From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. You pointing at me? Good morning, everybody. Yeah, it's a big and wild. It's a big and wild outdoors. Look at that. A murder of crows going over right there. Big look, another big wave. We are broadcasting live out here this morning at Southeastern Discount Tackle, right here on North Florida Avenue. It's their uh, big giant uh, fishing for hope, third annual fishing for hope fishing tackle fundraiser for Metropolitan Ministries. And we had to hack our way through all the merchandise in the parking lot just to get to our broadcast area. I just seen the security officer come by. In the back of yeah, he's one where one. because I he, haven't seen one all morning. Yeah, and uh, that's the idea. They're supposed to be ninjas. <laughs> the voices that you hear, of course, are mine, Braden Gunn. Then you got Glenn Kimmon right there, and returning back from their uh, their soldier open uh, Pennsylvania, Bill George. And he dragged along the Cuban redneck, tried to kill him. And Randy Pack has also decided to show up. I don't know why. Mainly because there must be crow season. I'm telling you, it looks no. like an episode of the birds out here, man. Because it's buy one, get one free in the combos over here. That's why I'm here. Oh, is that why you're here? <laughs> oh. Well, I also heard you yesterday uh, our good friend Dave, he was out. He was doing the early shopping. He wanted to come yesterday. And he calls me uh, yesterday afternoon and tells me it was just unbelievable. Bought Several fillet knives. You buy a fillet knife and got one or two more fillet knives free for him. And he was like, "Man, I have just stacked up on our wild game door prizes." Well, I uh, I snagged a copy by the register of the uh, the. Uh, That's the only copy too. <laughs> staff well, copy. There's a staff copy. <laughs> it was sitting there. No one was watching it. Security well, guard. Mark, when you get here and you and, don't have uh, it, you know where it's at. Yeah, and uh, I would just like to say that th- look at this. How many pages is this? It looks like about 25, twenty-five, thirty pages. It would and to go through everything out here because they have so many great deals on so many different products. Let's just go down the easy ones. I, when I walked by, I saw Quantum, Van Stahl, G. Loomis, Tsunami, Fenor, Shimano, Zebco, Bimini Bay, Costa, uh, Yeti. I mean, what, what else? Did I miss anything? Because I know well, they I'm got sure those. you have because that's just a. That's just a couple of names compared to all the stacks of rods I see standing up everywhere. Well, that's not counting all the clothing and the shoes and the boat shoes and the rubber boots and all that stuff. It's 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 it, we're surrounded by it. And that's just what's on the outside. That's right. That's just what's in the parking lot. Um, quickly, I'll go down the page three. If you're looking for your last minute Christmas shopping, it's really not the last minute. You still have a little time, but you're not going to find any prices anywhere. Amazon, to you name it, you're not going to find a better deal today than right here at Southeastern Tackle. I, I'm telling you, look here, you got uh, all Shimano rods and reels, buyer's choice. Uh, all Shimano purchases over $50 will receive a free Shimano hat or visor. Uh, got that off. Let's see, what is that? 30% gift card based on item price or 20% off instantaneously. All Fitzgerald rods, $25 gift certificate based on a price or 15% off instantly. All Barracuda cast nets, you receive a 25% gift card or 15% off instantly. Uh, Yeti products out here, same thing. I mean, it's on everything they have out here. If you want uh, rods, reels, coolers, cast nets, hats, reels, deals, it's all happening out here. Pin Pursuit number two spinner reel sizes 40 to 60, 25% off. 
The show That's a good be, deal. You need three of those. The show would be double. over in three hours if you read every page, Braden. It'll be done. <laughs> but you know those Fitzgerald rods are nice. We gave away about 15 or 20 of them at our banquet this year. And uh, Trevor Fitzgerald, who owns the he, – he has 4,000 acres in Blentzville. Did you believe that? Right oh, so Rick that's Johnson. why That's why I you like, – I was like, really, 4,000? <laughs> I said, do you know who uh, Jonathan is? Swindle, he goes. I've heard the name, but I haven't met him yet. He's I your think neighbor. They need to get together. Yeah, you <laughs> combine. They own the other twenty five hundred acres or three thousand next to well, you. I, well, when Dave was out here, did he do any of the buy one get one dealies? Because absolutely. there's a ton of those too. Yeah, he bought a. Uh, you know that guy. He's always buying and giving it away, and he bought a lot of stuff to give to people. And uh, he took a guy fishing this past weekend. He threw his pole over to, in the in the lake. Uh, so he ended up coming up here, and, and he got him another rod and set up for him. You know, he threw it over, but he just, you know, wanted the guy to keep fishing. So, yeah, I think he just dropped it, dropped it over or something. Or you might have to turn him up. I he, think so. It's the first time I've ever heard him that quiet before. I think it's in. I'm the, poking at you. Poke the bear. I don't know which one you are. All right, well, any, I was going to go down some of these things. You know, usually you hear bogos, but this is a bog, boguette, a bog, bog tea, a bogtuk, B-O-G-T, bogtuk, what is it? I don't know. Because it's buy one, you get three free. Three free? Yeah. Buy one what? So, like, let's say uh, you buy uh, a Ducks Unlimited filet knife. You buy one, you get two of those free. Star Wars. Uh, youth combo rod and reel set. You buy one, you get two free, or just get one for just nine bucks. Uh, you, <laughs> uh, quantum, uh, quantum QX spinning rod, six six two piece graphite. You buy one, you get three, or just one for fifteen bucks. Cody Cody jigs. Buy one, you get three free. Ready rigs with hooks. Uh, buy one, get three free. Assorted slammer and hard baits. Buy one. At four ninety nine, or get three free. I'm, I'm reading it right here. I, st- I stole it right next to the register. What does that say right there? Staff copy. Well, I last, got it right there. Last year, I did get to walk around and watch Braden pick out my Christmas gifts, so I'll, I'll be watching him again this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe I'll underline some of them things. Here you go. This makes Saltwater it guys, uh, Wahoo grouper and snapper jigs, uh, two ounce and eight ounce. Buy one, get three free. Stocking stuffer. I'm telling you. I don't. I don't know. Is that the disclaimer on all these? There's. Things? There's no disclaimer. No, I don't, I don't think there's. Give me the rain check. What's up? All waiters. Waiters twenty percent off. All waiting boots thirty percent off. Uh, we'll go through this all over the place, but uh, mullet nets. Uh, they got ten percent off instantly or gift card twenty percent off. So, dude, so come I'm on telling out. you, it's going to be a good time had by all. Uh, we got a good show, action-packed for you. Of course, we got to hear all the regaling snow tales of uh, their trip to Pennsylvania. We got to hear it from the Cuban side and from the Pennsylvanian <laughs> side. So that ought to be interesting. And uh, I will say that, you know, for all of his hardcore hunting methods, I've never seen Carlos so vulnerable as to the one picture that you sent and you put it up on Facebook and you looked like you were in the nook from the north and you listed all the elements that you had on your body just to keep you warm. <laughs> uh, it wasn't like lots of deer movement. It's great out here. All you should see the sunrise. It's I got my thermosel boot warmer things on set at a thousand degrees. I got my uh, Indiana Craftsman underwear on. I got my jacket. I mean, literally, you listed everything that you had on just to keep you warm. 
Oh, oh yeah, I forgot to mention the Alteras. <laughs> all the way up to where? To your knees or something? <laughs> so you had pantyhose on. <laughs> pantyhose? The lady for the ladies, those are leggings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> from the eighties? Those leggings from the eighties? <laughs> Were you sitting? Oh, uh, yeah. Put put your earbuds in. Stomp your feet back and forth, and just go. I'm a maniac, maniac on the floor. There you go, and you'll be fine. And you did good. But after the end of the day, did you get anything? So no, you should have did the dance. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't do the maniac dance. Well. I, I will say for opening day of Pennsylvania, that was probably the poorest hunting day that I've had in a long time. Usually, it it used to sound, in, in when I grew up, it used to sound like a war was going on on opening day. Yeah, okay. But but now nowadays, you, you hear a steady ring of shots constantly. Is it because the, the deer population is down or the hunters are... Less in the woods. There were there, with the pouring down rain on opening day. There was a whole lot less hunters. Yeah. <laughs> we have fair weather Oh yeah. Well, let me the let me. Well, let me just go ahead and say that sounds like. Uh, let me give you some Bill George love. Well, it sounds like that's just another excuse. Because when I was in Illinois that time, yeah. <laughs> So, you know. It was just uh I didn't stay in the cabin. Well, I can tell you, whenever it was pouring down rain, I <laughs> well, stayed in the cabin. There was a difference. <laughs> there was a big difference between us and you, and that big difference was, no, no, no. <laughs> he was hunting with the bow. Uh, it, the bow changes everything. I don't, I don't have a desire to shoot something in the pouring down rain in a bow because – you blood trail, and yeah. you don't want to lose it. You don't want to turn around and take an animal's life and then not not give you every opportunity to recover it. And it and it and it's over with at that point. But yes, uh, we got some crickets going on. Must be Braden's got them in his pocket. I think it's his phone going off or something. It's, it's pretty loud. It's like, man, do I go to sleep? I'm hearing crickets. It's bedtime or what? Because well, no one can hear you. Well, Everything yeah. you've been saying for the past five minutes has been dead air. Well, that's all right. We are Big and Wild Outdoors broadcasting live this morning out here at Southeastern Fish and Tackle. Come on out. See us. Got a lot of great deals going on. Last-minute Christmas shopping. Get it done here. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford, and we'll be right back. We're back. We are broadcasting live. We are out here today. 
at Southeastern uh, Fishing Tackle, which is basically uh, uh, probably one of the largest discount meccas for fishing that we have here uh, along the west coast of Florida, I can tell you. Uh, the building, when you drive up, I, it always amazes me because you pull up in the parking lot, and there's always about 10 or 12 you know, cars and trucks here. And you look at this building and you think, oh, okay, it's a quaint little, uh, you know, little fishing shack type place. And then you walk in there and next thing you know, five hours later, you found your way out with armloads of, of stuff. And that's just on a regular day. Today, discount prices all over the place. Buy one, get three free deals on all kinds of stuff. You got hats, jackets, fishing poles, reels, line, waders, lures, anything that has to do with getting out Fresh or salt water, it is here today, and it's all out to raise money uh, for Metropolitan Ministries. This is one of the ways that Mark and the crew out here raise money that they give back to the community throughout the year. I know it helps when they donate all the fishing poles for us when we do the uh, the Panfish Challenge every year. I know it helps them when they donate to all the youth fishing derbies and stuff that they do all out here. They're always constantly giving back, and this time of year uh, before Christmas, is the time that they want to raise a bunch of money and get over there and drop it off at Metropolitan Ministries so that a lot of folks out there who aren't as blessed as, as a lot of other people, you know, can have a decent Merry Christmas, and especially the kids. So uh, come on out today. We know you're listening. We know you're a fisherman. Anybody who's ever gone out in the woods for more than 10 minutes is not only a hunter, but you know they're a fisherman as well because you can't tell me you didn't go throw some stuff out there with a cane pole when you was a kid. And, uh... I know we all did it, and come on out today, and you're donating to a good cause, but you're also getting some great deal on some fish and tackle to make somebody's Christmas wishes come true. Wow. Right, Bill George? Correct. And I'm, I was walking around. I'm starting to look myself. Uh, I'm in need of a fishing pole. I noticed that as soon as you, uh, we went to break, it was like, boom, headset down, boom, he's gone. Yeah, I, he was just checking things out. But I will make one recommendation to you, and this is just my own recommendation and i'm sure there's several others out here that's got some better opinions but that fin nor rod and reel combo the spin cast yes i bought two of them last year when we were here and i tell you that's the the, the nicest rod and reel set that no, I but got. you use them for gators right no these are for uh oh. they're you can use them saltwater freshwater i actually bought them for to do saltwater fishing with their seven foot rod um but uh, then when i went bass fishing the last couple of times i put bait caster down just flipping and using those and Smooth action, good good response on the uh, rod. It's just uh, that's the best deal in my opinion. How much? How much were they? Uh, last year I bought them. Buy one, go one free. No, those were um, were ninety nine dollars for the combo. So it was really nice. So I ended up with two. <laughs> <laughs> well, now but, you bought a reel uh, last yeah, year. Yeah, I bought, a, for, I bought a really nice reel last year. Well, and, he bought uh, that for an anchor. And, <laughs> and unfortunately, one of the very last alligators of the season. Bit the end of my rod off. Oh, so See, you're looking for I, a I, I didn't maybe share that story yet <laughs> at some point, uh, but I'm forever. For don't one. let them eat the rod. Don't let them yeah. eat the rod. Don't let them eat the rod. Okay. <laughs> but I did buy the uh, – I did get a uh, nice Finnor uh, reel up here for gator season. Uh, I bought it when we were at the Buck Expo and uh, over there in Lakeland. So, uh yeah, I got I'll cut Finnor is the is my way right now. That's your I'm way. I'm on the Finnor trip. He's on the yeah. Finnor train. Well, now we were talking before the break about your little uh, excursion up to Pennsylvania. Started off on a rainy day. You guys were up there for a week no, no, or not, two weeks. Not, not a rainy day. 
freezing. Oh, freezing rain. rain. Well, you know, there's a difference. There is. There was important. no freezing. It I was did. like thirty some degrees. There was no frozen yeah, in it. Yeah. The next wait day, a when, wait, wait oh, a second. <laughs> the second day when I went to go up, the safety line was frozen. I had to work it, work it pretty hard, like a bull rider works his rope. That's how I got up because I had to put a little friction to get that ice to melt. Okay. You put all that clothing on for thirty-seven degrees. Yes. <laughs> you. Li- I didn't even put after, my jacket. Listen, I didn't even like, put my listen, jacket on till eight thirty. Exactly. After all this time, you guys listen to Bill George. You know he's the biggest liar. I didn't liar even we put know. my jacket <laughs> on until wait, wait, after eight thirty. Go back. He's not. He doesn't lie like that. He's just the instigator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now that I'll give him. Yeah. But uh, seriously, I mean, when I saw the picture of you on Facebook. You looked like you were literally hunting up there with the uh, last Alaskans hey, in a, on hey, television. Whatever, whatever it takes. He's right? acclimated takes. to Florida quite well. Yeah, yeah. but even thirty-seven <laughs> yeah, degrees. What Bill won't tell you is my my uh, Timberland Iditarods they dry rotted, so I had to take my lacrosse rubber alpha light boots. That's what I was hunting. Oh, for. end of world. Rubber boots. Oh, my gosh. Wait, it was no 30, insulation. 37 was the high, or that's what it started out as in the morning? It was 20 degrees. I got it no, on no, my- That was Tuesday <laughs> and Wednesday. Wait a second. That, I took no, a, you, wait, I took a snapshot of it. Shut up. That <laughs> was Tuesday or here. Wednesday. Nope. The, the opening day was, was 30s, uh, nope. mid Die thirties um, to forty. Listen, wow. opening I'm day. That's perfect. I'm gonna say it in Spanish. Mentiroso. That means liar. Uh, <laughs> okay. That thirty-seven degrees is now. I would love to have thirty-seven degrees. It's yeah, it, just it cold was, enough, and yet you know it's if, not. It's so, not freezing. If yeah. you stayed dry, if you stayed dry, it was not a bad. Day. Uh, yeah, that's part now, of the whole thing. Now, I had an umbrella that we put no, no, on no, the no. tree what? that was leaking. He, in a ladder he, stand, luckily my Altera cowboy hat has that part in the, the middle. <laughs> so when it would get full of water, I would go like this. Look. <laughs> they can't see let it on just, the radio. Let listen, it drip listen, down. Listen, of all the stuff he has, high-tech gadgets, he did not have his own umbrella and had to borrow an umbrella. That's right. I, Dude, you've been hanging out with Caggiano too much. Well, that's you know that's a five star hunting. Right uh, yeah, there. that's what I'm talking about. You know where that's you got uh, some you got some uh, uh, umbrella bearer no, who we, stands we, there next yeah, to you. We, yeah, you yeah, we'd have a guy there with an umbrella. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, right. right, sir. Would you like me to warm your feet? Yeah. You yeah, know what else? Somebody, somebody giving you a foot massage while you're. <laughs> <laughs> But well, so first day was thirty seven. Then you said it, it did look, drop look, down. Did. First no, day I didn't even cold. see a woodpecker. Okay, well, Wood, yeah. not even a woodpecker it, was out. It, it did get cold on Tuesday and Wednesday. I, w- I will give you that. It got cold and it was howling wind, and so whatever whatever warmth you did generate was being pulled off of you pretty quick. Yeah. Well, then you uh, could. Th- thank God for the emergency hot hands. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say, thank God for that product. Yeah, always, you, know, you know, I always hail Thermosel, but oh, Lordy, Lordy, thank God for the hot hands. And I had two, and I cracked them open because if not, yeah, I don't know. That time you and I went to Georgia, what was the temperature there that day? We sat in that rain for 12 hours. Uh, I think it was 31, 31 or 32. And I'm talking a drowning downpour it frog so strangler hard. it rained so hard it didn't have a chance to even freeze up no <laughs> and, and th- th- now that right there that was a misery day yeah. that was if i hadn't had that rain poncho 
because I had it set up in my stand. It was just like a – I had a sheet on. It was just a, it, it was He basically terrible. built a tent while he was well, about 30 feet off the yeah. ground. What, yeah. One of the things for me that I found in the last couple of years is these, um, you know, like the hub-style tree umbrella. It's four foot by four foot, and it just absolutely – you can get up underneath that and stay dry. It snaps uh, – it just straps on around the it tree? It straps around the tree, no screws, it, no nothing. And it tie, I think that one has some ties on it, too, where you can tie it to your stand. Yeah. Yeah, you cinch it down. Yeah. He had the nice one. They gave me, you know – You had to borrow one. Yeah, I'm, not, the I'm broken, not giving the him broken, my life. The broken, life. rickety one. I was like, yeah, here you go. This, this is what yeah. we grew up with. <laughs> you, you know go. what you could have got? You could have got some garbage bags and they just uh, put them around your legs and your chest and you just tape them up. Then you're all good. Yeah. Hobo with the I would have paid for that picture. Might as well just jump out of the ladder stand while exactly. I'm at it. Yeah, sure. You got your shiny black camera Catapult. On. Catapult hey, down. Yeah. If, if they would have been white trash bags, we could have been like a, a, a Cuban wrapped in uh, wax paper. Yeah. But you'd have been a burrito. <laughs> would have been, been up there in the Polar, uh, the polar <laughs> Express. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you got to be careful around Bill because when he's got a camera and you got something that you're just – yeah, yeah he'll, he'll take all the pictures in the world. He's got some be real on me for yeah. sure. But. I don't know. I don't think I'd want to walk through the Pennsylvania woods uh, on opening day, uh, where I, all I've heard before I got there was on opening day. It literally sounds like the Ted Offensive on Hill eight sixty three, and you're walking out in white garbage bags. It, <laughs> it was. It was not. A typical year, and all I could think is, my gosh, the number of bucks that are going to survive till the next year. You know, well, that's a good just thing. incredible. Well, if they get well, past that, the cars, well, I mean, well, on, uh, the, on the property right there at night, we'd see an eight pointer cut yeah, through. Yeah, come back to the backyard, so, yeah, so going to the apple tree. They all have a route that they follow, and a spike would come through a six pointer, a bunch of does and yearlings, and they can't shoot those. No. They were just hoping y'all would open the door of the house and let some of that warm air out. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we could we could have shot. We had the opportunity. We I could have harvested a doe on Saturday. Harvest? Yes, harvest. Yes. You didn't kill it. You just want to. It's just a fa- it's a farm. So you bundle it up. It's a farm. You yeah. harvest. Could say harvest. But um, I I didn't want to uh, do that. I was waiting Hurry on the, the buck. and uh, Carlos. He had already had to leave. Oh, that's all right. Well, we'll get more about it when we come back. We're taking a quick break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors and the great folks over at Brandon Ford. Yeah, welcome back to Big and Wild Outdoors. I'll tell you what, if you want to get by here pretty quick, we still have about 10, uh, I don't know, probably about 10 donuts left. <laughs> out, of, out of 200. Uh, you I, know what? They'll bring coffee because Carlos doesn't have coffee, so he's complaining that yeah, he doesn't have coffee make, and donuts. Make it a Cuban coffee. Mine Thanks. disappeared in a few seconds, and Randy got one bite out. I, I, I will say I messed him up. You know, Bill, he, he inhaled his with 10 seconds to go, and, of course, Randy, he just set his down, but we only – they had 90 seconds. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, you told him 10 seconds, so he swallowed it. I put it down. I was like, well, wait a minute. I can't talk with my mouth. Amateur. <laughs> well, you can tell who the bass fisherman is. they got to work that bait finesse. slow. Yeah, finesse. finesse. you know. Nice you gotta, and easy. you got to find the rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> got to take your time. It may be a log or it may be picking it up. We don't know. And it's just one of those things. Uh, Glenn, during the break, went over and instantaneously the bloodhound that he is, he goes, hey, this is the same reel I got last year. And look, it's on sale again. 99 bucks. Came right over and handed it to Bill George. Hey, yeah. you, you might get the Big and Wild special. 
Well, then let Big me go and wild special? Well, let yeah. me go ahead and break the tip off of that one. <laughs> 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 well, that, that, that rod and reel, I think, would be excellent for saltwater fishing or even freshwater fishing. Uh, uh, that, but I don't think it'll hold up to uh, the gators I was No, I, I'm trying to downsize you. I'm going more of a challenge, Bill, so you can give the gator a fighting chance. Oh, gosh. Put well, down the big heavy-duty yeah. rod and reel and take that one, and let's see that finessing as we heard Randy talk about. Look, no, we're not finessing any gators. Well, I, <laughs> I've caught a few just on my flipping stick, and I that's just not enough either. <laughs> look, look, I think there's some grouper rods over there for 40 bucks. That's what you need right there. Forty bucks, that'd be all you. Or that uh, that one right there in that box. I don't know. I bet you could probably get that for five bucks. That white one. That white yeah, one. It's there already the, it's already broke. You can just nah, get that one. That's too stiff. It, it's oh just, no! Look, it has a pulley on top. That's what you need right that's there. That's what I'm saying. That's it's like a, a boat crane rod. <laughs> it's like a crane. Yeah, that's all right. When we get them by the boat and they go dive down yeah. underneath, right there. That's that's fine. That's what I do. I do have a. Uh, very heavy Fenor reel your, your with, days with of, your days of Steve Irwin jumping out of the boat on him is uh, over. Right, <laughs> I so. don't know. That happened this last year. Not me. We were grabbing some live alligators, no hooks, no nothing, bringing them in, putting a tape measure on them. Well, since you're on the top topic of the gators, did you fill out your survey? No, I haven't even read the survey yet. I filled well, mine out. You just That's got a good citizen. Yeah, I, I, I good filled, for you. I submitted mine this past week, and of course, uh, one of the comments or questions they ask ask you is. How did you hear about the uh, gator hunting regulations and stuff like that? All the information about the gator hunt. And uh, you know what I put? What? Bill George. <laughs> you know what I put? I put PETA and Bill George. Really? Yeah. Thanks for all the love. Huh? Somebody should have wrote down Big and Wild Outdoors. Probably would have helped a lot, too. But yeah. anyway. That was, that was on the social media side of it. The oh, media yeah. side. That, See, he's got it covered. He man. does have it covered. He's learned over the years how to deal with you. I know. What other What other questions? I'm curious did they ask because I didn't get the survey. One of the things is because you're not if they would have asked. I didn't get the tag. If you would have been asked this question a couple of years ago, uh, when I read the question, I thought, well, this is a this could have been a trick question to trap you into admitting to some kind of guilt. But uh, one of them was, how many gators did you catch and release? And uh, I was like, hmm. Well, since the rules have been changed, I can say <laughs> with comfort. So uh, I, I couldn't really remember just how many. So I just did a conservative number of three to four. And uh, they asked the next one was uh, what size gators were they that you released? And was you, I guess, was you looking specifically for a certain size gator? Uh, a lot of the questions really are good. I think it's going to help in the future as far as uh, planning for next year's uh, opportunities. Uh, one of them was – the biggest question I think on there was, did you uh, purchase these tags to make money, uh, to guide, to sell for profit? Mm-hmm. Uh, those questions are on there as well. But uh, mine was just to enjoy the uh, outdoors with family and friends. That's right? it. Yep. That was the Me box too. that I checked. And, Me uh, too. Because, and, of course, they want to know what I did with my alligators. Did I sell them or did I uh, process them myself? And, of course, I processed them uh, myself and discarded of the uh, the carcass. So, uh, maybe there'll be some changes next year. Uh, maybe not. Who knows? They asked those same questions last year. Yeah, they did. But uh, there was a couple of different questions on there. Uh, one of them was, um, again, a lot of it was geared around, was you doing this for, to make money? Are you a guide? Are you? Correct. Uh, and and one of the things they have con- looked at and, and keep toying with is taking this hunt recreational. And we treat it as a recreational process. But 
in all reality, you're still a commercial fisherman uh, with a commercial license. And Well, the recreational side, as you brought out last time when this was topic and they were leaning that direction, is when you use that word recreational, then you're limited on selling your gator because, uh, you know, if you recreational put it under that umbrella, uh, you just can't go catch bass and turn around and sell your bass. Correct. Uh, so that kind of fell in line, and they, they shot away from it because of that legality issue, the so interpretation what, that, of the so law. So what you're saying is that was like Amendment 14, right? <laughs> yeah, could have been. That's what you're saying? Well, well and <laughs> Bill George is going to have the Bill George Amendment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the one where you put, how about both? Yeah, well, it'll, it'll, be, both. it'll be BG-14. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is this is the thing for me. And, and when, when they looked at taking it recreational, I support it going recreational in, in some senses. I think it's going to put a hurt on some of the meat industry that has been depending on that, that meat coming out of that, that process. But um, the vast majority of people do do it for recreational, and we have a lot of people who are looking to do it recreational. Uh, on the plus side for me is if they take it recreational, I'm not supposed to be charged anymore. And that's that falls under my lifetime license, and they, they really didn't like that when when it was done. last time it's like i'm not paying if you take this recreational i'm exempt from any new recreational fees and they're like no 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 i'm like yes i'm yeah, telling you you're grandfathered yeah. in i'm grandfathered yeah. in um but, but that, they they make that mistake sometimes in the wording uh someone like you points it out and they go well we didn't think of it that way so it's you bring it up and now they're going to have to reword it or but, change but it know, or do I, something I don't, else. I don't think they should charge people that purchased that, that many years ago. What is it, 95 or something? 97. 97? 1997. They, they, they're the ones that pioneered the conservation, their money. They were able to use it for programs. So they shouldn't have to pay for anything new that they implement. Yeah, I'm number 48 lifetime sportsman license in the state. Who knows that? I do. He does. Why? He yeah, looks George it up. is 49. <laughs> he looks it up. Are you kidding? He wants to know that kind of stuff. But – now, if they, I was going to say, if they do it recreational, that wouldn't keep you from being able to sell it commercially, would yes, it? it? Yes, would it would. Completely? Because, yes, because, and this is where I went up to Tallahassee and sat down with FWC and talked to them, is they were fully intent on letting you to continue to sell if you had a recreational harvest. And I said, you can't do that. And they're like, yes, we can. I said, the FDA has rules against it. I said it's in the FDA guidelines. You cannot sell recreational catch. There is a little caveat that w- that could allow it, but I don't know. I told them they needed to get with the FDA to look at it, and maybe that's what stopped it at the time. I don't. I don't know what ultimately was the deciding factor, but how many people who go grouper fishing would like to sell their recreational catch? A lot of them used to. Okay, they used to pay. They'd go out on the double eagle. They go by, you know, catch six or seven big groupers. There was a guy waiting on the dock with a little panel van with a scale on the back full of ice. And as soon as you stepped off the boat, you'd throw it on the scale and he'd cash money. Yeah. And they'd walk right back over and pay for and, another fish. Pay for trip. another trip. <laughs> and so their initial payment, they just sell off the catch and keep going. All these retirees, they were going out every week. Well, you know, going and paying and, for their And that's the thing trip. is, I don't know if that. that that loophole with the FDA that would allow for recreational sale would open the door to selling your your groupers and your other fish. Well, you know somebody's going to you know do it. Say, hey, look, if they can do it over there doing with gators, why can't we do that but with our with our grouper? I, f- I felt pretty bad having to be the one to go up there and tell 
FWC, hey, check out the F- FDA rules because it doesn't allow it. Did you, you know? Did you really feel bad? Seriously? <laughs> no, 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 seriously. He really felt bad. Nobody he? else caught that one. Seriously? No, I think he actually recorded it so yeah. he could play it back to himself on he, the drive he, back down. He he mentioned it again. He he played it back for them. Because yes. you know he videos everything you don't want him to see, <laughs> but all your no, bloopers and blunders. I will say I think that it would probably reduce the amount of people who would be involved in gator hunting because there's a lot of those people who might go out to get one, and they got two tags, and they're like, well, I really don't need another one. Uh, I don't want to go. What do I do with it? I mean, do you either not use it or you surrender it? or Because uh, a lot of people, they get the one they want, and then if they get a, like an eight or nine footer, they just sell it off to a processor, Correct. so they make their money back. Or in our case, if it's big, we sell it off, and if it's if it's not that big, you we're going to clean it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, uh, one of the other questions too was uh, when they talk about they asked about what tags that I got, uh, what permitted areas, and what I would like to see improve. And one of the big things is if you get like a Polk County, any county tag, uh, I put in there, no matter what county you're in that you should be able to have access to any alligator hunting if there's a public boat ramp access within, whether it be uh, a park, a county park, a city park. The state owns the alligator. If you can fish it. If you can fish it, have public access to it with the boat ramp within operating hours. And if a nuisance trapper has ever been called to that facility or that site, then it should be opened up to the alligator harvest. I, I agree. agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I yeah. do too. But I also agree that if it's being fed, like Bill George points out, if it's being fed by an accessible creek or any other entity to get in there, you should also be able Absolutely. to get it. They should allow yes. bow fishing too. Thank you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, Don't we are that? digging wild outdoors. We've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, Brandon Ford. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, broadcasted live out here this morning at Southeastern Fishing Tackle up here in Tampa. We're uh, uh, broadcasting this morning. Uh, Metropolitan Ministries is going to be receiving a really nice fat check from the guys at Southeastern a little bit later on because, uh, as we pointed out a little earlier, this is their time of year where they really, really uh, put forth the effort, bring everything out into the parking lot, all the extra stuff, everything over excess inventory, everything out here and they're blowing it out of here and i mean when i say that because there's literally great deals on uh buy one get three free type stuff uh all daiwa <clears throat> i mean you got g loomis shinami uh zebco quantum van stall fenor every everybody's out here uh with stuff to give you at a great discount barracuda cassettes is out here uh they're giving a 15 percent off instantly out here fitzgerald's rods out here all their yeti products they're all out here uh, gates are going to be opening up uh, at 8 o'clock, I nine, think. Nine. Well, I thought you said they were opening early today because yes. of the sale. Yes, 8 o'clock this morning. If you come on out, the gates are open, so it's, yeah. uh, it's that, good. He so just you, told me what, nine. What, is so. the, what does the first customer get? I I don't know. A free donut. We got free <laughs> oh, donuts, guys. Yeah. yeah, if you hurry up because we six, we're six we're left, five. I don't know. I, we're down to five now. Eight. I grabbed an extra one. I got a shout-out. Michael Boyette. Uh, uh, one of our listeners, Michael Boyette, and yeah. also Eddie, Eddie, our GFS truck driver, man. If you're out there, man, honk that horn. That or just come by and back up to one of these gates and we'll just <laughs> <laughs> That would be nice. 
Yeah. But, but you know, Bill, we were talking before the break uh, about some of the rule changes, the opportunities for stuff that's going to be happening in the upcoming year. I know next week there is an FWC meeting up at, uh, what is that? St. Augustine, Augustine. Eric? Yes. Uh, one of the big things that's on the agenda is the same thing It's kind of carrying over from the last uh, big one a couple of, what is that, about six, eight months ago is the uh, Goliath Grouper. Goliath Grouper is going to be on there as well as the tagging report system and annual bag limits for deer. Big, big meeting coming Wait, up. Wait, when it is, is it? Annual bag limits. Wednesday no. and Thursday. Thursday is the hunting. Next week? or yes, week next, next week. Next week. Oh, I'm pooched. With it, that's okay. <laughs> that's usually the case. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why everybody was like, yeah, all right. During the week, man. <laughs> wait, wait, when hey, you, did you hear all that dead air? Yeah. yeah. We were all like, really? <laughs> yeah. We're all looking I'm at lost for words. Who's going to say it first? <laughs> <laughs> Even when he didn't have something to do, he wouldn't go. I'm pooched. Well, I, will say, <laughs> I will say this on his defense. With the tagging. With the tagging opportunity to come aboard, uh, he'd probably show up for that one because, you know, he's very strong about uh, tagging and reporting your deer harvest. So I never could understand why they they don't have one in the state. I really, I, I, even at the, I've always said, even at the least for the Osceola turkey so that we know and have a good uh, a harvest number on what they're taking and where they're taking them I, for the year. I agree 100%. And it's the only place in the entire world well, Bill, where you can come and shoot one. You would think that they would want to actually know what the numbers are. With you being very active in uh, with the FWC and all these meetings that you go through, uh, uh, what are your thoughts? What do you think? What is the big agenda item for the daily harvest limits or the annual uh, bagging limits for a deer. Do you think that's going to be reduced? I do. I, I think I think it stands a chance this time. Um, probably about eight years ago, they had a tag system come up where they were talking about doing it about eight years ago, um, and it, it got squashed. And I think there's a, a little more momentum this time of, of getting something that, uh, accomplished. I don't think you're going to see a tag system. But I do think you're going to see a report system come in. Um, some people who are exempt hunters who have never had to register with the state in order to go hunting, your senior citizens, your youth, I think you're going to see where they're going to have to at least get a customer ID so that they could be part of a report of the harvest. And one of the things FWC has done really well over the years is they survey our hunters via telephone survey they 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 do it via scientific not a web survey which is not scientific or in any ways but they do a telephone sur- sampling survey where they they do some stuff that's a little bit more scientific and we have this whole group of people young and old who aren't even part of that survey and so we have these big blind spots you know it's like driving a car down a busy road and shift in lanes and have no side mirrors. You you don't know what's to your left and you don't know what's to your right. Well, one of the things I, I see, uh, as you pointed out, probably has a lot of momentum for the uh, reporting side of it. Uh, annual limits on deer, I just never still understood that you can get two a day and it's a, a buck or a doe, two deer a day, or two antler deer. <laughs> when, you'd only have, when you only have a weekend of uh, doe week anyway, so... Uh, you think they'll have something similar to what Georgia has where you can take three bucks and uh, seven does? Or I don't think you're going to get there. Two bucks and eight does? I don't think you're going to get there. Um, I, d- I don't think we have the deer 
that Georgia has. Well, I agree with that, but what I'm saying is some kind well, of well, – You know what, that's the, complete, that's the complete opposite of what the FWC would normally tell us. I'm what they would tell property. us, they would tell us that there are not enough hunters killing enough deer in the state of Florida. No, that's that's what they, they would always say. They don't have access to the private property. There's a lot of deer on the private property. Well, what they're saying to me is every time I ever brought it up to them and asked them about it, they're like, well, the problem is we don't have enough hunters out there killing the deer. So we have to keep the numbers high. We have to let them be able to go out and kill 50 or 60 deer that a year That don't make any sense, though, because when you think about the doe, if that was the case, then they wouldn't have a limitation on, on how many does you Or you'd extend exactly. the week to two weeks or something it, it, and give people more chances. Or you would have give them a chance to where, with a survey system or a tag system, they would know how many does were taken out of Hillsborough County, how many were taken out of Polk County. Yep. So the following year, they would know how many to issue for each county. That's like, we issued enough. It's kind of like with the bear hunt. Once that number was met, then we can reduce that number. So if there were 200 available, now there's only 125 available. Well, the last couple of years in the woods, I've seen more bucks than I've seen does. Uh, every time I said, used to, it'd be totally opposite. I can remember years oh, after years after years, of them. you'd see 10 does and you might would see a buck somewhere. But uh, in the last couple of years, I've noticed a lot uh, a lot less sets to see does and more bucks coming through spikes, 4.6. In the same places where and, you normally used to see the bucks? For me, uh, yes, in the same place. And prior to that, going into other areas, still the same thing. I'd see bucks. And a lot less does. So I don't know if the um, predation is really taking a hit for some of the areas with the doe that had a larger amount of doe population because, you know, they're more vulnerable whenever that time of the year for them to give their birth. Uh, you got the doe that's in labor trying to uh, do her thing. And, of course, the young fawn when it hits the ground. So between the coyotes and the uh, bobcats, I think maybe that don't has get, Don't give up on them panthers. Well, and yeah, really. in the South Florida area, I'm sure. There, that, there are a lot more than that in South so Florida. I, I really think that some of that is due to predation in the areas that I'm hunting. Uh, I sat in the stand just uh, two weeks ago, and what did I see? I counted solid eight, and I think maybe it was up to ten coyotes that came by. They were all in a single file just trotting down uh, the fire cut. Look what the cat when it got, so it was a big family uh, unit that was cruising through looking for uh, something to munch on. Yep, and uh, so... You know, to see that many coyotes, I've never seen that many coyotes at one time together in any hunt. So usually it's been two or three coyotes at the most, but I counted eight, and then I thought maybe I seen two more, but then I wanted to say maybe that it was two of the first two. Where, 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 where was that? This is your Did place you up them? there, the, the your your property? It's up there around where uh, Bill and I are hunting. How come you didn't shoot them? They, they turned off before they got to where I was at. You got to set up landmines then. <laughs> Wait a minute! You had your rifle. You, didn't, you yeah. had your rifle. You didn't have your bow. Yeah, I had my rifle. But one thing I got to keep in mind too is that the fire lane they were running on was uh, FWC property uh, management land. So I'm not shooting across the fence. Oh, I got you. So uh, if no. they would have come across and come over on my side, then it would have been a different story for at least for one. Because Carlos really would like a large uh, female. You know, it's preferably in the darker <laughs> color. He wants to make a nice scarf out of it. Well, yeah. yeah, I could use it next year in Pennsylvania. That's what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah. You could make yeah. some socks out of them. So Bill, no, no, I, I know Bill socks. gave up his headset for for Mark, but one of the things is I want to thank him for taking the time to, to go up there and sit on those meetings and to put input that sometimes is good, sometimes it's just – where did he come up yeah, with that? Yeah, Bill, thanks a lot, man. But thanks yeah, a lot. Yeah, Good Bill. looking out. Good looking out. Oh, yeah, and if you don't come back with a tag system in place where it's a limit on two bucks and three does, then uh, don't come back at all. You hear me? You heard me? 
Yeah. If you don't come back with a drag well, system, don't come back at all. You're good to go now because we are big and wild outdoors taking top of the hour. Top of the hour break. Hour number two just around the corner. We're brought to you by G5 what? Feeding Outdoors Brandon Ford. And when we come back, we got wow. the man himself sitting here to tell you all about these great deals at Southeastern Tackle. We'll be right back. 